What's up, y'all? Welcome back to All Star Trading. Uh, I just wanted to go over a quick little trade I made last week on uh, GNPX. I actually played this twice. Played this on Valentine's Day on February 14th, and I also played it on the 18th into the 19th as an overnight play. And I fucked up both times. <laughs> um, this is why we're here, you know, we, we learn, we, we make mistakes, we mess up, and we learn from them. So, going back to the first trade on the 14th, um, let me put up, pull it up here. Okay, going back to this first trade on the 14th, um, so I saw that it was spiking on the daily and had unusual volume and they just announced a licensing deal. So I ended up the high day break at about 490. I ended up the high day break at around 490 with a target price of 620. And I was in that trade, it ran up. It ran up, it didn't run up to my target price but it ran up to 575. And I got a little bit greedy on that play. I remember that too, man. I got a little bit greedy on that play. I saw it pull back. I thought it was gonna bounce up, back up from that 490 support and keep going, but it didn't. Uh, got a little bit greedy. Uh, I should have known given the float and Given the float and like the market cap, it's a low floater. So I should have known. I should have been happy with my, what would have been, what, like 80 cents a share, 75, 80 cents a share profit. Should have took my profits and exited the position, but I didn't. And I didn't really do a good job of noticing the price action on this. So it spiked up to 575 started fading back, started fading back down, came down to the 490 original breakout level or high day break, kind of chopped around for a little bit and then it collapsed lower to the 390s. So let's see, what did I get out of it? I think I got out on this play at the around $4. So that just kind of shows that you gotta like be careful with these low floaters. You have to make sure you read the price action well and kind of take account level two volume and just what the chart is telling you. Um, so clearly after it spiked up, the volume dropped back down and after the when it dropped back down and started consolidating in the 490s, a possible washout is kind of imminent because of consolidation breakdown. So when it spikes up like that, comes back down, consolidates a little bit, it's kind of likely to drop back down, especially since it's a low floater. And I didn't really keep that in mind. <clears throat> when trading this. So 
what would have been like an 80 cent a share profit turned into a loss. And I mean, that's okay. It's a learning experience for me, but I just have to do a better job of noticing price action, especially on those low float plays because they can move very, very quickly. And so you have to be aware of that. Um, let's see. And another tip, don't don't get greedy with these plays. Don't uh realize I guess how much you're up in terms of like you're up let's say thirty cents a share, fifty cents a share, whatever. Just realize how much you're up. And kind of take those profits and lock those profits in, especially with these quick movers, because you don't know how fast they can. If you're not used to the volatility, you you're not you don't really know how fast they can spike or wash out to the downside. So you just have to be aware of that. But I still consider it a good trade. I kind of I executed my plan. I didn't. I wanted it to get up to around six six twenty, and I should have taken profits, but I stuck to that thinking that it was going to get to that 620 level. What I could have done better, I could have taken profits when I seen it start consolidating around the 490s area, around my entry. So I could have left with like a small gain or small loss, if anything. But hindsight's always 2020. So, but those are some of the things I feel like I could have done a little bit better. Now, as far as the trade I took on the 18th and into the 19th, I completely just <laughs> bombed that one. I completely bombed that one. I, I broke my rules on this one. Um, I mean, I saw that it was, it, kind of, it chopped around, but it was chopping around up to the upside. It was chopping around higher. So I entered in around the 485-ish area uh towards the end of the day end of the market day and what i didn't take into account is the volume so back on the 14th when it had that 83 million volume uh spike it was pretty unlikely that it was gonna match that volume or go any higher on monday and i didn't really understand that and take that into account so that kind of decreases the chances of it uh, moving up further, up to the sixes and up past that 575 high. So I didn't really take that into account. And I wasn't expecting a gap down as it did on, uh, on Tuesday. So you have to keep in mind the volume as well. Volume is really important. If you see a big spiker in volume and then you're entering in on the trade the next day and it's not getting anywhere close chances are especially on a low floater chances are it's not going to go up any higher so you should be cautious when taking that or maybe look to sell short or or anything but just as far as going long probably would not be a wise decision to buy into that day it would be better to buy in on the first green day where you 
where you buy on that day where it initially broke out and had that massive move and that massive volume spike, which would have for this play, which would have been on uh, February 14th. So that was pretty bad on my end. And I completely disobeyed my rules. I wasn't, I didn't even wake up for the market open that day. And that's one of my rules. Just if I'm not gonna be available for the market open the next day, I don't hold overnight. And I just completely blew through that rule. So in a sense, I mean, I don't want to say, I, yeah, I kind of deserve that loss. Not going to lie. I kind of deserve that one. I for sure didn't stick to my rules. Broke a couple of them. Uh, and yeah. And also this one, I saw that it didn't have a lot of cash, cash on hand. So when a stock doesn't have a lot of cash on hand, it's a low floater, low market cap. It gets more risky for you to hold overnight. So your chances of it gapping up or your chances of it actually gapping down and selling off or it doing a, a toxic offering overnight, your chances of that is increases when it's a low float, low market cap kind of uh, play. <clears throat> so you have to be aware of that. And it's important that you look at the financial financials as well just to see if they have cash and because uh, that's important. Um, so when they have cash, they're less likely to do those toxic offerings. And a lot of these penny stocks kind of don't have cash. They burn through their cash really quickly. So when they're spiking like that and they have that first green day move, that big spike day, uh, you have to be careful when going overnight because they can do a toxic financing overnight and just dump all their shares. So it's important that you look at the financials. It's important that you look at the sector. It's important that you look at the SEC filings to make sure they don't have any warrants or anything like that or anything that could potentially lead to the stock getting, or you getting dumped on essentially. So you have to be cautious about that. And I didn't really, like, I looked at that stuff, but I kind of didn't, I kind of didn't listen. I kind of fell into the hype of this and thought that it would go up higher. And I disobeyed one of my rules. I kind of, I, you're not supposed to believe in these crap stocks like this. <laughs> and I kind of fell into that. So I kind of deserved that one. Not going to cap. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all a learning experience. And then what happened after actually, it's funny, on the 19th, had that first red day, and then on the 20th, it started perking back up. So I kind of missed out, but it's all good. Learned a good lesson off of the, those two uh, trades. And yeah.